All right, guys, you are the creator of Pulp Fiction. What would you have in the briefcase and why? Well, as the creator of Pulp Fiction, it's all one universe in my mind, and we're all familiar with the Hattori Hanzo sword. You can't fit that in a, a briefcase, though. It's a Hattori Hanzo deluxe kitchen knife set. Cuts through anything <laughs> you want beautifully. Never dulls the blade. Steven, three points. Alex? Oh, my God. That was such a cool answer. Mine's not going to be... Um I was just going to say something simple, like have a bunch of coupons for the $5 shakes in there. Like, hey, this seems like something that everybody would think was really cool. Alex, I'm going to give you more points than Steven because you're so (laughs) self-conscious. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to From Under a Rock, the podcast dedicated to taking you out from under the proverbial rock on movies you should have seen by now. I am Michael Ornelas. I'm Steven Zarita. And with the, the with us this week is, is uh, Alex Poncio. Yay! Yay! Who are Thank you? I am me, baby. Yay! Uh, I am an actor and improviser. Uh, we've got a couple sketch groups. You want to check it out? We have Just Giggle It on YouTube. Um, I'm a part of another sketch group called Mark and Alex on Funny or Die. All kinds of fun stuff. Now, Just Giggle It, that sounds like Just Google It. Is it a yeah. play off of that? Yeah, it was supposed to be Just Google It, and we actually like made a bunch of logos and stuff, and, and uh, Google told us we couldn't do that anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. We made like T-shirts, and our logo for the sketch group was that. Oh, that's boring, um, Google. But if you type in Just Giggle It, on YouTube you get Just Jiggle It. Um, <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. Uh, sounds like most of my dreams. It sounds like most of, you know, uh, prepubescent boys dreams. And And that's how old I am. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not 12 years old. I didn't know that. I'm, uh, not yet. Okay. I'm, I'm holding on next September though. Okay. Once it rolls around. Yeah. yeah. You say it like you've been trying for this to happen for years and you keep failing to turn 12 (laughs) each year. Next year's going to be Next year, I'm going to get it right and I'll finally be able to be 12. I'm going to 12 so hard next year. I failed (laughs) this year. I feel like that came off like so condescending and stuff and I wasn't trying that at all. Guys, if you know me, I'm, I know you all know me. I'm not that mean. I promise. It's a promise from me to you. I know you. Do you think I, I'm I just that mean him. to no. say stuff that's that mean? No. Oh, good, good, good. You're good. You're good, dude. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. This is the part where we kiss, but you can't see it because. Yeah. There it was, right? Okay. All right. You're eating up some. It's a little too much. It's a little too much there. Whatever you do. We got a podcast to do still. We're oh, okay. Clock's ticking. All right. Well, we picked, I picked Pulp Fiction this week. Yes, you did, and I have to say I'm really glad you did because I've been holding off on watching this since about... Your whole life. Well, A, my whole life, but... B, are, you, are you 12 yet? Uh, oh, I 12 a long time ago. <laughs> I 12 three times. I'll give you a point for 12-ing. Uh, no, I, I bought this on DVD shortly after we started the podcast, so I've had it, and I've been putting off watching it solely because of this podcast, so I'm I'm glad you finally de-rocked me and, on and this. And then we didn't even watch your DVD copy yeah. because I Which have it I on brought. Blu-ray. That's good. No, it looks great on Blu-ray. It I does. had, like, right out of the bat, <laughs> this looks amazing on Blu-ray. What year is this movie? Give us 94. the basic rundown. 94? This was uh, this lost best picture 
uh, to Forrest Gump the same year that Shawshank Redemption lost Best Picture to Forrest Gump. Oh, man. So, 94 uh, is a good year for movies, hitter of a category. Yeah. Man. Or it may have been the 95 Oscars, but it came out in 94. Okay. There's like a Facebook post that said, like, this movie, Shawshank and Jurassic Park all came out in the same month in yeah. 94. Oh. What was it? Like, uh, I remember... I think it's April. And uh, I graduated college in 2012, and the Draft House was doing a revival of the summer of 82 because that was supposed mm. to be the best year for summer movies. And people who were around back then were like, yeah, I could walk into the theater, and at any one time I could see this, 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 or this. And they're all like A-plus classics. And it's like E.T. and, and all these other great movies. Oh, and I was like, wow. Man. Yeah, was the 80s. I think yeah. 18, yeah. The, the 1880s? Yeah, the 1880s. Yep. All the movies were about trains pulling into stations, and they freaked people out in they theaters because they thought they were coming at them. people out. It yeah. was crazy. It was nuts. But uh, yeah, I picked this movie because I mean, it's it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of the general consensus that it's Tarantino's best movie. Uh, I. Honestly, I don't even think to compare his movies to one another because they're all very different. Yeah. It's not my favorite Tarantino movie. That would be Inglorious Bastards. But, Mine too. Um, yeah, that one's my favorite. But, uh, it, I mean, best is so subjective anyways. Uh, but it is a classic, deservedly so. Um, it. Uh, I love this movie because it goes against uh, a few rules that you're taught in film school, and it is one of the best... Uh, examples of once you know the rules, it's okay to break them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for instance, uh, like the storytelling structure is not straightforward. It is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you have segments that like non-linear you know, is the term. Yeah. Yeah. And and it like will fully explore one thing, and then all of a sudden Vincent Vega's dead, and then the next scene he's in it, and uh, you kind of bridge the gap between the two. Uh, you know where you saw him at the beginning of the movie, and when you see him when he dies. Uh, and then the other thing that this movie does so well, like the rule that it breaks, is uh, you're always told when you're making a movie to show, don't tell. <laughs> and this movie does <laughs> the exact. so much telling, and it is wonderful. Yeah. Well, the not detail. to mention the they literally never show the briefcase, but people tell you or what's sure, in sure. it, and people tell you like, "Wow, is that a? Yeah, sure is." Yeah, I, don't yeah. Know I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't even that matter. That makes it memorable, though. That's exactly why Tarantino did yeah. it, too, because it doesn't matter what's in there. Because, like, yeah. once you see what's in there, you as an audience member is like, oh, I don't know if that's a thing that's justified all this stuff yeah. that's happened and to get it. But, like, when you don't know what's in there, you just assume it's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny. There are fan theories, but Tarantino has said he n- never really, oh, really decided. He, he's acknowledged them and said That's none cool. of them are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the original idea was that it would be uh, the diamonds from pulp, uh, from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, okay. That was the original idea. Um, I know you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, but I got it's it on about the same. Yeah, robbery. I got it on the same DVD box set as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Although maybe I can just watch that on my own. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, it. I've always thought it to be true that the soul one, the Marcel, and that one is another interesting one, especially because the briefcase combo is six six six. Yeah. Oh, it's someone's soul. Marcellus Wallace's, and the reason he has the bandaid on the back of his neck is because that's missing. uh, Where no, that's where the Chinese believe that you're you can extract a soul. Yeah. Um, Some demonology thing. Yeah, I did notice the whole six 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 thing. Made me wonder what's up. Yeah, yeah. So that's always an interesting theory, and you know, there, it's the sort of movie where there's enough there to like support that that could be possible but yeah tarantino has kind of said no it's pretty crazy. And, and, the, and the reason for the band-aid is just uh 
uh, Ving Rhames, is that who plays? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He I has disagree. a scar on the back of his neck that he just didn't like, and it was aesthetically unpleasing, so they threw a bandage. Oh, over really? It. I thought that was just to make him physically unique, because you you see him from the back of the head for about half of the movie. It ended up doing that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought that was a, a a purposeful choice, and I thought, oh, that's great. Every time I see this guy, I immediately know who he is, even though I've never actually seen yeah. his face, which is like the most important part. Um, interesting. I do like that he's never acknowledged what is in the box because yeah yeah i think that would it's kind more of take fun. something away it's, it's more just, fun yeah a fun uh, little thing before yeah. we dive in any further michael even though this movie is all over the place can you give us a synopsis of the plot oh god <laughs> feel Go free ahead. to help yeah, yeah. sure let's all uh um no i probably can't uh it starts with two hitmen who are trying to get a briefcase for their boss and bring it back to him uh they kind of come up with issues of their own. Meanwhile, their boss is dealing with a uh, boxer who was supposed to throw a fight and didn't. And uh, I, and then there's a bit where the where yeah. one of the hitmen has to take care of his wife. I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's not really the type of movie where even like, yeah. the, the plot is so motivated towards getting everything from one place yeah. to another, but it's not really a recapable story. Because yeah, it's not like this. It's not directly the story you leads tell to your that. friends. Yeah. yeah, it's just the st- kind of story that happens. Yeah, it doesn't leave it's you totally feeling that happens, yeah. but it still ties together in a in a, a purposeful way. Well, I mean, a, a pulp is basically yeah. a series of like improbable events, but yeah. not impossible ones. Yeah, and that's what this movie is. There's a all whole just... bunch of improbable events that happen, and. They're unlikely, and they all string together to tell one bigger story. And every character is cool. There's not one uncool character in this. The most cool is definitely Wolf, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's the only character whose name I bothered to remember because he's that cool. Everyone else, he's great. I just know by their actor names. But, man, that guy's classy. Jules and uh, Vincent are the hitmen. Right, yeah. Uh, Jules is pretty cool. Mia Wallace, Marcellus Wallace. Mia, Marcellus. I guess the uh, Butch. Is that the drug dealer? The boxer. Oh no, no, yeah. Guys, I, we just I don't even know that <laughs> Well, it's kind of an ensemble piece. It is. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of Magnolia in that they are both ensemble pieces, kind of nonlinear. Um, things tend to just happen. This is more strung together than Magnolia was. Mean, also, like, maybe because it's, line. there's more of a through line, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, not strong together like they made it up, but there's more connections. Uh, thanks for that clarification. And I think a lot of that is also because even though it's a long movie, Magnolia is still a lot longer. By, by half an hour, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, but once you hit that point, it starts to really drag. This well, movie, and, and, and yeah, that's a good thing about Pulp Fiction is I, I feel that the way they jump around between chapters and uh, Inglorious Bastards did it as well, where it like yeah. cuts the movie up and labels their chapters. Um, I mean, that's just a thing Tarantino's fond of doing. Yeah, which, Kill I mean, Bill. I like it's in Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Django as well? I haven't seen. It might be. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> seen Django. Are we just now realizing it that he's done <laughs> yeah, in every, every movie? movie. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, it it breaks it up. Uh, yeah, because uh, the things they jump into next are always very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lets your mind kind of rest and reset for a second, and then go yeah. on into the next thing. Yeah. Fade to blacks tend to do that, and I think he uses it very well. Yeah, 
because it didn't feel like that long of a movie. At one point, I paused it to go to the bathroom, and I could see how far into the movie we were. And I pointed, I was like, oh, look, we're almost done. Yeah. yeah. And I knew that this was a long movie. So I was, you know, kind of throughout the day thinking like, all right, Steven, like, you should eat now because <laughs> it's a long movie. And you don't want to, like, stop it for, like, an hour in the middle to order pizza. And then it'll <laughs> yeah. be even longer. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't feel like it was a long movie at all. Yeah, With it- the exception of, like, one scene. But... And I just have to throw it out because there's not much to critique. But everything is so compelling in this movie, except for the scene in the, the 50s diner. Okay. There's that's bits about, in there. That's about when I felt yeah, it. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a bit in there around when she goes to the bathroom to powder her nose and she comes back and they talk about like, hey, will you tell me this joke? No. Hey, will you not get offended? And they start like, you know, Tarantino is very indulgent in his dialogue. Yeah. But I thought that moment in specific was too much i was like okay well uh, right. when's something gonna happen here the one thing i will defend to the death about tarantino's uh you know kind of sitting back in his dialogue for way longer than uh anyone who makes films would tell you is okay is uh not only is he establishing a relationship and a rapport between the characters engaged in that dialogue but uh, he always manages to make the audience ha- come away with an opinion about how they feel about that character. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're all very opinionated. Every conversation is yeah. like him just getting out his opinions in a conversation yeah. through characters. Yeah. Even if it's a $5 shake, there's a big get-up about yeah. that. And then, and then uh, John Travolta ends up loving it. Oh, yeah, that is a good shake. Yeah. It was very realistic. I feel like we have those dumb conversations yeah. every day. Like they don't matter at all, but they mean so much to us. Yeah. What was it that uh Honey Bunny and was it Pumpkin? Yeah. What were they talking about before they got into the bank robbery conversation? Like the it, very first thing in the in movie. The very beginning. Uh, I forget what it was so mundane oh, though. Man, yeah, I don't even remember cuz they start yeah, they were talking about robbing banks and that's the first thing I I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, basically what I'm getting at is I was listening to it and I was like, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I can never remember. I, and this feels new mm-hmm. because it, it's mundane. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but it, it lets you like into the human side of those characters so that when they get up and become really abrasive and really yeah. uh, like, I mean, Honey Bunny is just annoying yeah. as hell. And a very and a crazy character. Person. But the first thing they do in the movie is humanize them. Yeah. None mm-hmm. of the characters, uh, at least in this movie, I haven't seen too many other Tarantino movies, but it seems to be in other Tarantino movies, are flat or simple characters. You get to see multiple sides of just about everybody. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And this movie is a great example of it. But, yeah, you're right. The The dialogue does serve to, to support that. And the yeah. uh, I, I'm trying to think. every uh, Other than maybe... What is his name? Marseille? Marcellus? Yeah. He seems to be just big boss. Mm-hmm. But even then, he, he, he kind of humanizes. He shows vulnerability. In the exactly. And he's like, all right, you're going to leave. We're not going to talk about this. You know, you see a little bit of a different side of him. He, he's like, he's very, he's business first, but you can tell even in a brief glimpse, he's human. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's carrying the donuts or whatever he's holding whenever he crosses the street. That's very vulnerable to Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love look, noticing him before Bruce Willis detail, does. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. Like, not he's what not you expected to see him doing. Yeah. Stuff. You know, sometimes he's just hanging out. It's just like he wants his donuts on a Saturday morning, yeah. man. He probably woke up and was like, oh, man, I'm really excited. He's like, they're going to be fresh because they, they turn on the oven at like nine. Yeah. And yeah. He's got his routine. And, yeah. <laughs> what? 
So I want to I want to shift to talking about what is uh, not just my favorite scene in this movie, but probably one of my top five scenes in any movie. Uh, and it's not for the cool factor, despite the fact that Wolf. it is a very cool it's scene. Wolf. No, 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 it's not. It's uh, when Jules is uh, walks in at the beginning to uh, Brett's apartment oh yeah and yeah, yeah. starts going on about big kahuna burger mm-hmm. and and then gets into his uh bible verse that he quotes before killing him uh that scene is so perfect and despite being such a badass moment for that character i love the subtle way that like the things that he's saying are the most intimidating things ever. Yeah. And it's not because he's saying anything intimidating. It's because he's not because he's asking about like, what are you eating for breakfast? Yeah. And then like, he's, I'm going to step on your toes. Let me have a bite of that. Let me you drink mind, your you mind entire if I, if I have some of your Sprite. He stares him in the eyes while he drinks the whole thing. And it's not overly, aggr- it's actually, I'm not even gonna say overly aggressive. It's barely aggressive. Yeah. But it is the scariest thing on the planet because they know why he's there. Mm-hmm. It's like and that he's mundaneness. not getting to the point, and that's terrifying. Yeah, it it lulls you into a sense of comfort, and then you know it's a high stakes situation. I feel like that's a oh, device it, in a lot of the movies. For me, it's the opposite. It didn't lull me into. into well, a false I mean, sense. like it should be. Like it's yeah, juxtaposed. Yeah. It's it's like it's like he kind of have a hat has a has a. <laughs> has a half-assed intention yeah. of lulling them into a false sense of security, but at the same time, he right. knows that like there's no way they can relax. Yeah, they have the conversations like that in Inglorious Bastards, right, like right. about the cream. Yeah, and, uh, that's exactly what I thought of. Uh, the Kill Bill, whenever they're talking about cereal and stuff in the beginning, yeah. like, well, how you do? And you know something's going to happen, but like, when is it going to hit? It's it's perfect. I yeah. was trying to think in that scene. How would you direct this? Because like subtle is almost too strong a word because if you look at the the pages on the 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 words on the page yeah it's like you're saying there's nothing intimidating it's just it, it's like oh hey what's the burger oh you know burgers are a cornerstone of breakfast blah 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 oh man this is really good kahuna burger blah 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 hey what do they call a quarter pounder blah 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 uh and then his tone it comes off as genuinely friendly and Something well, about right, the combination so to me, it, it comes across as patronizingly friendly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but but just the, enough. Yeah, just enough. It's like so, that's where the subtlety is. But the combination of it for me, and it's such a genius combination, is what makes it intimidating. Because I'm thinking like, what? These aren't his friends. You have to be really alpha to just immediately buddy up to these random guys that you've just met and yeah. eat their burgers and and drink their their sodas and all that. And then you know, and then he snaps and said, "You know, starting like, hey, I didn't Question, talk to you." Though, uh, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? I uh, he uh, he's um, uh, he's 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 t- he's tall. Uh, he's <laughs> you he's just bald. need to say what, Stephen. I mean, no, sub- you were supposed to yell at me. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh man, what? Too late. Ah. They take away points and what? No. No, the answer is that yes, they do. Oh. But the correct answer would have been what? So I'm going to take away Dang another it. point. <laughs> Dang it. Man, I was trying to be all nervous. I know. I bought but it. But I, 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 I forgot. Like, the main thing is <laughs> the what? Because that's the that. memorable <clears throat> quote. Say what again? They speak English and what? Yeah. God, the, yeah, that whole scene. I, I could do a whole podcast talking about the intricacies of that scene. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm sad about? What? 
<laughs> that Christopher Walken was only in one scene. Everybody else comes back. Oh, except yeah. for Christopher Walken. Like his but scene what is a, so what short. What a scene, though. What a scene. So great. And, okay, actually, maybe you can clear this up. Uh, so Bruce Willis, uh, what's his name? Butch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going on about, oh, no, my watch. My father gave me that watch. You don't know what he had to go through to get me that watch. And he has to go to his apartment and get his watch. And Christopher Walken's talking about like how this watch has been passed down from generation to generation and gives it to the little kid. Yeah. Is there a connection there? Because at one point I was thinking, oh, maybe that's the same watch, and that's why Bruce Willis doesn't have it anymore. It's because Christopher Walken... He called Walken. the little kid Butch. That was Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay, so that's even super nonlinear. So that's like even before the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's like it was a, right after the uh, the Vincent Vega scene. I mm-hmm. just talked yeah, about. yeah, but I'm saying like if I was to place this in a timeline, that took place years before the rest right. of the. Movie. That's the first thing that. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Early it's early. an interesting choice too. I mean, I guess yeah. it's necessary if they're going to make the watch such a big deal for him to go back. And, we need to know why. Because and what it's I funny thought, because like it's like you can get away with just saying, "Oh, you have no idea how much that watch means to me." Yeah, that's yeah. enough. But he wanted to ma- like build it up to be like. To justify Butch throwing furniture around in front of his girlfriend, while he's not—he's not an abusive or angry guy. He seems like a genuine yeah, that's good like guy. The only thing that seemed to take him off. But enough. but if you don't have that scene with Christopher Walken, he looks like a loose cannon. Yeah. The uh, okay. So what I thought had happened was that Christopher Walken, that Bruce Willis was the his the kid's father. Even though I know this is wrong, just so you can see my thought process, uh-huh. was the kid's father and was off in a war. And brought the watch back, and then Christopher Walken like gave the watch, and Bruce Willis was cheating. I thought the woman in the back was his wife, and then he was cheating on her with the girlfriend, and then oh, they were leaving no. away. Uh, but no, the, what was really happening is a lot better. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I was I was a little lost there, but like it made sense in my mind. And and they I even noticed this time that they made a point for Chris Walken to be like Butch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many names though; it's so hard for me to keep up when in movies. Have, yeah, like, no, the, the this first time watching names. this yeah. is. Uh, yeah. It's an experience, and it's definitely a test to your yeah. mental aptitude. It's so which cool I failed though. apparently. Yeah, what's you did. Quentin Tarantino's name? Is it Jimmy? Jimmy. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Well, no, it's Quentin Tarantino. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you can call him Jimmy. Okay. Uh, Jimmy's character was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought he was kind of a weak link. Maybe it's because I'm like, oh, that's played, the director. He played the everyman. He yeah, was, I he guess. wasn't like supposed to be a standout. He's supposed to be. The one character that you see that's kind of a victim of all this, yeah. like him and uh, Butch's girlfriend, are the two characters that are kind of roped into it. Mm-hmm. That really, they, they are. Never, they yeah. never get their hands. Dirty. They are pretty. Those might be the two flat characters then. Yeah, but they're they're yeah. the only people they, that yeah. aren't in crime. I yeah. like his switch whenever the wolf comes around because, like, at first he's so aggressive and, and dominant. He's with like, the guys. They look like dorks, yeah. and Wolf laughs like he just came up with the best comeback ever. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That was. Well, that's, that's all you could come up with. Yeah, that's it. But it, it, it's yeah, it's, yeah. But when you say it that cool, it comes off yeah. that cool. You know, it's yeah. all about confidence. Yeah, no, the, oh the wolf God. is great. This this movie's great, guys. Yeah, we we did a I good. I guess thing. I guess we can keep talking about it because we, there's plenty to talk about. But uh, you can get away with just being like, this movie's pretty great. I okay. do have to great. say, Tar- when Tarantino's doing like now, uh, these these are our best linens. They're given to us by my aunt and uncle on our wedding day. Conrad I, and Jim. Yeah, I love that because I'm thinking like, yeah, I, I was thinking that thought in my head. I was like, I bet some of these are going to be like really nice blankets or something. And I was hoping they would touch on that because it's one of those so ridiculous things. Like there's a dead body in your garage and you're going like, now, 
these are the nice blankets. Yeah. I don't want to ruin them. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish, yeah, he could have called him out on it or something like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he stays cool the whole he time. And he's even cool. like, here's a roll of money. My boss is going to like more than replace them. Yeah. You an oak man? <laughs> I, guess, oh, I guess oak is nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to start doing that anytime. Like I need something done. Like you like, uh, you like oak? Just whip out hundred dollar bills. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm just yeah, going gonna to whip it out. For I, just want, I just want your opinion on oak. Yeah. I'm just, I'm polling about oak. The overdose. Yeah. Mm. So fun. Another iconic part of the movie is very the, the funny too. Drawing the circle yeah. and stabbing. Yeah. What do you do? I don't want to do it. Uh, you got to stab three times. No, just once really hard. Yeah. yeah. But it never comes off as jokey. Like it comes yeah. off as such genuine. Like it just panic. comes off as frantic. Yeah. yeah. I and love like the, uh, the bit of give me a, 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 a colored marker, a felt tip. Uh, uh, he's yeah. just coming up with all these different words to say, but, every, but everybody's been in that situation where you don't know the one word where that you like, need. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, give me a pop, Michael. A what? You know, a pop. What? A soda. Oh. A what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know pop or soda. A yeah. Sprite. A what? Coca-Cola? I'm going to make you just sit there in that uncomfortable <laughs> silence. <laughs> don't you just hate uncomfortable silences, though? I'll give you a point. Despite the fact that I set it up knowing what I was doing, <laughs> I'll give you a point. And I read it. Actually, I do read it. I go, I go on Reddit. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that was that's a very underappreciated relationship in this movie, the one between Vincent and Mia. I think yeah. it's, I, I think it's uh, there's a lot of charm in it. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that the o- the overdose happened because I didn't want it to be like, oh, he sleeps with her even though he wasn't supposed to, because all the signs are pointing to that yeah. happening, and that's such the obvious choice. And I love that the overdose happens while he's in the bathroom yeah. practicing his speech to get out of sleeping yeah. with her. Yeah. Like if I had to practice speeches to get out of sleeping with girls, my life would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, I, I I like have to practice a speech to like open up an opportunity to. Like maybe have it happen, and yeah. they overdose in the next room. You're like, ah, I had this perfect. <laughs> no, but then I'm like, well, let's make, let's take the high road and leave while she's dying. Overdosed yeah. on the okay. That's the high road. That's the gentleman thing to do. Yeah, because if if she like is overdosing and then she like reaches out and touches my penis, like I'll be like, come on, <laughs> come on, you're better than this. <laughs> and she has a revelation. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be like, "I am better than this." Here, stab me in the chest. I'll be like, "That's close to your breast. That feels like I'm taking advantage of you." I'm just, I'm I'm just, I'm a good guy. No, I need your help, please. Like, I'll be a better person after this. I make smart choices. I just can't believe that. Look, things have gotten a little too far already. You know, you're married. I'm John Travolta. (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm gonna. uh, I told you guys what the challenge is gonna be later. I'm gonna change it to just give me a foot rub. Each of you will. Hmm. Yeah. And we'll see if there's any sexual tension in it or not. I know there will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's what they are. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. I don't know. I can rub my own feet. Can no, you? No. <laughs> I wish I could. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, what else is there in this movie? There's the unceremonious way that Vincent Vega dies. Yeah. Very little is made of it. Yeah. He does a good dead, though. I he don't does. know if that was does, like actual dead. John Travolta or they got a. That was actually the exact moment when he gave up his normal life and became a Scientologist. Right. <laughs> he yeah. was just thinking that is what that blank stare was. You see yeah. his soul leave his body. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. 
Uh, he's I, our number I, one I fan hope for that lawsuit. I hope you listen to this, John Travolta, and Scientologists. Hey, John Travolta, if you do listen to this, remember that time you were in the St. Regis uh, steam room with my dad and he saw you naked? Is this a thing? That's a, that's a true story. Is uh, it? Yeah, my, they were at a hotel in New York, and my dad like came up to the room. He's like, so I just saw John Travolta naked in the, in the steamer. Wow. A friend of mine told me that. She was like, yeah, I was at a spa, and I saw Jennifer Lawrence naked, and I was like, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky her, I guess. I if don't know. We that was such a random. Podca- she no. probably could have made that up. If we end but this I episode on just, uh, Jennifer Lawrence naked, I'm cool with it. Okay. If we actually never do another episode and the last thing we talked about was Jennifer Lawrence naked, we had a good run. Don't you just hate uncomfortable silences? Thanks for joining <laughs> us on another episode of From... Uh, no, no, okay. we still got a lot to do. I've been trying to say it. I do like the cinematography in this. There's some really interesting shots. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, A lot of the scenes play out in wides. I was just watching a, a thing about it on YouTube today, and it's a style I think would be cool to bring back. Uh, the cuts are mostly motivated. There's uh, there's only like one or two at the beginning that I thought like you know I would have rather it stay in the wide when when uh, Samuel L. Jackson and John Fulter are in the car in that first for that first time. But uh, other than that, everything is like emotionally motivated or, what are they or motivated about by in the direction. First conversation? The Royale with cheese. yeah, the oh, burgers yeah, yeah. and the original and, okay. and what another Amsterdam. That's another classic. Yeah. conversation and i love that conversation because that's totally something you would tell your friend like hey what do they do you know what they do in europe you know yeah. what well, in europe and my, my favorite thing about it is like uh from that to then bringing up uh the samoan black guy who is thrown out of a window and given a speech impediment that's the mundane part of their story the part that they're stuck on is whether foot massages are sensual or not yeah oh yeah and, and which and, apparently never happened according to his wife yeah yeah but like those two conversations happening in succession are so great in showing like how desensitized they are to killing. Mm-hmm. They're hitmen on their way to a hit, and instead of like being like, "All right, we're gonna talk business. Let's figure things out." Yeah. Like literally every other movie would do in that exact moment in their timeline. Tarantino just like, no, eh, they've done this before. They're just gonna talk about whatever they talk about. All right, they're gonna talk about their visit to Amsterdam, and yeah. then they walked into a McDonald's and noticed that they don't have a quarter pounder, and like. I love that decision. It's definitely way more realistic. Yeah, and it's more interesting. And then hearing them like, you know, they're they kind of come to a standstill in their conversation about the foot massage, and they're about to knock on Brett's door, and then they check the washer like seven twenty two. We're early. They walk over and they just <laughs> yeah, continue I their foot that. massage conversation. Man, it is it is better that we don't know what's in the briefcase because for a large part of the movie. Maybe not a large part, but for that first part, I was wondering, like, what did these guys do? I don't even just need to know what's in the suitcase. What did the guys do by holding on to it? Were they supposed to give it to someone? Oh, yeah. Did they steal it? Was it a handoff that never happened? Like, I was like, it's it's so compelling. The I'm unknown. sure the more you think about it, yeah. the more you could, like, figure out exactly. what kind of object yeah. was in the briefcase. And But the great thing is there's no right answer there. It's like, it could be, it could be yeah. a Tor Hanzu knife set. I hope it was. What oh, yeah. other like connections were there in this one? There's possibly the sword. Wasn't there like a show that they're watching or something? Oh, Fox Force Five. Fox Force yeah. Five. It's rumored that the different girls in the Kill Bill franchise, right, and Kill Bill Volume One are the Fox are Force based Five. off of the. Oh wow, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes um, sense. There, there's a bunch of connections. I I haven't watched all the Tarantino movies enough to be able to make them all, but they're they're all over the place. Christopher Walken's talking about how in World War Two, 
you know, they killed Hitler in this universe. Hitler, they killed him. Okay. Uh, but that's that's the link. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Inglorious Bastards was set up here. Oh no, sure, it totally was. They just, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't go out of their way to reference it. Like I wouldn't be like, hey, remember World War Two? How Hitler died? You know, in that universe, it's common knowledge. Yeah. In World War Two, and the kids like, oh yeah, when they killed Hitler in that theater. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I loved that. Just like segue <laughs> when I saw Inglorious Bastards for the first time. Every time I see something supposed to be based in history, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, they're not going to kill. What? Yeah. They just shoot him in the face? Yeah, I love that. Because why not? <laughs> it's like, uh, but I he like never that. claimed yeah. his movie was a historical. No, I know, of but anything. like, I went in with, like, most people would probably go in with that assumption. Yeah, yeah. Unless you really knew Tarantino or something. I did. Like, it blew my mind yeah. when that happened. For some reason, like, it was like, wait a million years. That's like, not what happened. You expect Hitler to get away somehow. Yeah. And it, and it the makes ca- the movie that much more satisfying. Yeah, it, yeah the way, like, he, like, <laughs> yeah. shakes no, and stuff. No, because everybody's like, hey, would you kill Hitler? Yeah, I would. So to see them actually do it, it's yeah. like, yeah, right and in on. a pretty fun way. Right on. Yeah. Even though he was going to die in the the theater anyways because it was on fire. Yeah. So, so many spoilers. Yeah. But any other There's... movies we want to spoil? Um. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> alien. There's an alien on the ship, guys. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he just hears great things, so it's his favorite. Yeah. yeah. I romanticize the idea of Alien, but I don't actually want It's like it. what's yeah. in the briefcase. You don't want to actually know. Yeah, Your yeah. mind will come up with something better. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to add before we rate it? Um, I re- This time, I, I noticed it way more than the other times, um, but just how different Vince and Jules are. Mm-hmm. I used to just kind of pair them together as the same personality, but watching it this They're time... They're so different. Like, yeah. Vince is such an instigator, and he's such like that annoying friend that's like, well, actually, I think... And he's always bringing up things like the... Well, Say please. please. would be nice. Well, yeah. I, I've read that uh, Jules represents uh, fate and, like, miracles, hence his fascination yeah. with that, while Vince, it represents luck, good or bad. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. In his, in his case, very bad. Yeah. yeah. Dies. Yeah. I was expecting uh, Samuel Jackson's character to die just because when Vince dies, he's alone. And I was like, oh, they've been together this whole time, and it's nonlinear. Maybe the other guy dies at some point. Yeah. And that just, they don't really just closes that Here's off. another thing. Maybe Jules was supposed to be the shepherd for, Vin, uh, for Vince, and he failed, which is why Vince died. If Vince had retired with Jules. Oh. You should oh. give yourself a point. Yeah, I, I'll give myself a few. <laughs> I, I said one. I'll take five. Uh, and now I'm in the lead. And now we know why <laughs> Michael always wins. Because he's I, the one with the notepad. Yeah. I mean, I have a notepad, but his is a lot like bigger, so it's more official. Yeah. yeah. And I can't find my pen. I'm going to keep my own points. Next week, you're going to show up with like an easel and like yeah. a tri- three-point stand. Yeah. yeah. My notepad's bigger. I'll like Bob Ross it. I'll paint nice it. Nice little bush. Nice happy little bush. All Get right. some titanium white. And the fan brush. And just we're gonna draw where's your mountain gonna live? We're gonna the draw little, the little bush. The comment mountain. was like the extent of my knowledge to be able to joke about it. So you taking it further does it's it's it a pretty no good bit. You know, it's a specific bit and I'm <laughs> glad you know. This this canvas is your Alex, world. You're such a nice guy. Your mountain can be wherever you want it. Nice thing about painting is you get to control. I've watched way too much Bob Ross, guys. I could go on. Uh, Anything else? 
Um, Were you satisfied with your first viewing? Very. I was very satisfied, and I'm glad that other than like maybe the five most quotable lines in this film, I knew next to nothing about it. Yeah. I honestly probably eighty percent of this movie, at least, I had n- no idea about. So I was able to not walk in and be like, "Oh, this is where this happens." Mm-hmm. Did you know about my favorite? Like to me, the biggest holy shit moment in this is when Vincent accidentally shoots uh, Phil Lamar's no, character. Oh, no yeah. idea. No idea. I love that moment. So funny. And like, you should see it coming as soon as the gu- the gun is pointing at the camera. You're like, it's gotta. Yeah. Why but would it's that not happen? Going to. Yeah. And then he doesn't even go over a bump. I always assume that they go over a bump, but it's just. Were his you excuse. watching this? Yeah, time? yeah. There was no bump. It I was. was wa- he just pulls it. He just pulls his finger in yeah, yeah. the actual shot. Bad luck. Bad luck. So. Yeah, I I love that moment. I, I the first time I saw it, my jaw just hit my, yeah. my ch- like the middle of my chest. I'm just like, yeah, and their reaction is so great. Like, well, I didn't mean to. I was like, well, what are you doing over there? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the music, music's the music is great. fantastic. It's got such a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I love the opening, even though the credits are way too long, but it's still. <laughs> The end credits at the beginning. The end credits at the beginning. And we didn't watch the actual end credits. Maybe the actual end credits are pretty short. I don't think they are. Sorry, I think the guys. movie's just so long and so many people worked on it, they split in half. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning and the end. I don't know. All right. I got nothing. Let's move into ratings. Let's rate it. Ratings. ratings. Alex, say ratings with us. Ratings. We did it as we tug on our suspenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Steven, you want to go first? Huh, man, this was a great movie. And I did say, like, oh, the pacing kind of slowed down here, and there was, like, two cuts that I thought were bad. That is so nitpicky. Um, I don't give these out often. And usually with nonlinear movies. Oh, hey, you're movies, giving out chocolate with nuts. Thanks, yeah, Stephen. You don't you give go. those out very I don't give these out well. often. Uh, enjoy. Homemade. Thank you. Um, <laughs> also... I'll save it for later. Oh, man, nonlinear movies, I have to really watch a couple times to fully digest it just because I'm, my mind is jumping all over the place. But I will go out on a limb because of how surprised I was. Like, everybody talks up this movie, and I didn't come away going like, oh, well, that was overrated. I I, I loved it. I will give it an A+. Hmm. I, I love how you're going out on a limb to give Pulp Fiction because an A+. Because it's nonlinear. Because, like... If it was a straight shot movie, I'd have like a solid opinion, but nonlinear, my mind is Going still bouncing out on back a limb and forth. In that you caught enough of it to fully appreciate it, is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, like if I was to watch it five more times, I wouldn't say, "Wait, that doesn't hold up." I don't okay. think that would happen. Oh, okay. yeah, I got gotcha. you. Cool, Alex. Uh, or do you want me to go? I. Do you got opinions? I I've got an opinion. Let's it's, hear it. It's just a really good movie. I'd give it. It's <laughs> simple. I'm gonna give it an A. Not an A plus because it's not a movie that I could watch anytime anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's great and every piece, um, every piece in its own way is intriguing. Even though it's not a linear story, every like the songs, the writing, the acting is intriguing on its own. But I can't watch it anytime anywhere. You yeah, know? I see that. Um, you definitely have to be in a mood for it. Yeah, I. I guess I reserve A plus for like my favorite movie of all time, Terminator Two. Ooh, nice! Uh, That's one of my favorites. I, I could just watch it anytime, anywhere. So fun! I, so. I stop whatever I'm doing if I see that on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, it's you know, come to think of it, that is the case with me and Alien. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I can watch it whenever. 
Yeah. Um, I watch it probably three or four times a year at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I have a similar feeling in that, yeah, you, you have to be in a mood for it. There, there have definitely been times where, like, people have suggested watching it. I'm like, no, I, I just yeah, can't Yeah, why right am now. I? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from the rating. To me, an A-plus is just a cinematic masterpiece, which... To me, this is regardless of its uh, my Fair. ability to frequently rewatch it. I think this is a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, there's nothing in it that to me doesn't click. Um, and yeah, uh, I was more focused on it this time than I probably ever have been because I'm, I'm often like a throw movies on and then do something else and multitask yeah. kind of guy. And I in my focus, I got so consumed with it that it just flew by, and yes. like the, the two and a half hours that it is didn't phase me one bit. I like by the time it was over, I was like, that was so worth yeah paying that level of attention to. Um, so yeah, yeah, you I, were calling out really specific, like the board game. What was it called? Yeah, uh, there was a board game in the background called Chauvinist Pigs. Yeah, at, in the uh, the drug den when they're looking when he's looking for Such the a adrenaline thing shot. to catch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna go with an A plus. I think. I think it's one of those movies that I would call perfect. Next time I watch this movie, just because of the burger scene happening so early on in the movie, I am going to have to have like a really good burger. There's like a couple burgers in this movie. I'm like, I'm gonna need a burger. We next should. Time. We should. And shake. We should do that, and then after the movie, go to a diner and get pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The mo- the movie is long enough to where you'll have an appetite again by the yeah. time it's over. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And hopefully the exact same events take place. When yeah. That hopefully diner. not. Hopefully. I would love to not have my wallet taken. But you can be one of, you can be Jules in that situation. I'm not packing heat. <laughs> Maybe a replica master sword, but <laughs> yeah. that's not subtle. Yeah. That so. might show a little bit. Yeah. But uh, that leaves our average at an A+. Plus. Does it? You I mean, I, I know it rounds up, but I always thought the A+. Plus. Oh. Yeah, oh, his I'm, I'm his just doesn't. A guess. Okay, all right, cool. Sorry, Alex. No, that's cool. I man. mean, we love you. Yeah, you've been cool. I just like I just feel like my opinion's been invalidated, you know. <laughs> but, and also, we're not validating your parking. Oh shit! Sorry, man. You mean I have to? Literally, every guest we have to for, uh, the Fortress of Solitude, we uh, we usually validate parking, but for you... Oh, man. It's going to be so expensive. Two yeah. bucks every 15 minutes. Oh, and uh, a three-hour movie. Yeah, uh, I know. And we got it. This an is about an podcast. hour. Sorry. You're looking at like a... Like, what? 16 bucks? At 18 bucks? Somewhere 18 in that realm? Bucks. I think around 24. Eight times three, four... It's still less times, than Hollywood yeah. on a bad night. Oh, not too bad. That's true. Yeah. Well, the first 30 minutes is free. Yeah. Oh, okay. From Under a Rock is brought to you by Hello, PNS Storage Company. What do you want? Hi, I'm trying to find a quality storage company with a name I can trust to hold on to some very valuable personal belongings. Oh, yeah, is that all you're looking for? Well, I'd like to know that my personal belongings are going to a secure storage facility. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> finding that. Hang up the phone. Oh my god. Christopher Walken? Hang up. I hear you're looking for high quality storage. Yes or no? Yes Uh, or no? Yeah, yeah. Have I got your solution? Hi, I'm Christopher Walken, and I'm here to tell you about Christopher's 
walk-in storage facility. You're looking for quality storage. It's here. A name you can trust. It's mine. Christopher's walk-in storage. What are you trying to get locked up safe? Well, uh, some uh, personal belongings. Valuable. Yes, uh, very valuable. Lucky you. I specialize in taking care of priceless family heirlooms, sums of money, time capsules, secrets, anything you could think of. You need something put away. You need Christopher's walk-in storage. Call me. 5554-WALK-IN. That's 5554-WALK-IN. Where are you located? My ass. Oh. Christopher Walkins, Christopher's Walk-In Storage. High quality storage with a name you can trust. Just call 555-4-WALK-IN. That's 555-492-5536. Located in Christopher Walkins' rectum. Let's go into the challenge! Challenge, 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 challenge. Oh, shit, calling me out. All right, guys, your challenge this week. Jules delivers a... A very intimidating Bible verse to his victims before he caps their ass, before he pulls the trigger on Brett. Uh, talks about being the shepherd, leading the wicked through the darkness and the you, you scary things. Um, you guys are about to execute each other. And you are going to cite a quotation or a passage from your favorite book. Okay. Can to, I go first? Uh, to intimidate or to let them know that what their ultimate fate is. Alex, you may go first. Oh. <laughs> Steven, you can go first. All right. So just for setup, exact same situation as in the movie, in the, the apartment, and we're, I'm looking for this briefcase, and, I've, and uh, you're on the, at the table. I lean down. Alex? Are you familiar? Are, do, do you read Margaret Wise Brown? Are you familiar? No. Well, allow me to read a, a little passage of hers that I found is, is very relevant in these situations and I, and I carry around with me exactly for moments like this. I think you'll know where this is going. <clears throat> By the way, I have a gun pointed at you. Right. Oh, he can shit. See it. Good night, room. Good night, moon. Good night, cow <laughs> jumping over the moon. Good night, light, and the red balloon. Good night, bears. Good night, chairs. Good night, kittens, and good night, mittens. <laughs> good night, clocks, and good night, socks. You can't see this, but Michael just left the table. Good night, little house, and good night, mouse. To get my gun, which is pointed at you too. Good night. You're not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> good night, comb, and good night, brush. Good night, nobody. Good night, mush. And good night to the old whis lady whispering, hush. I told you to take care of her, Michael. The old lady. What? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go. Good night, stars. Good night, air. Good night, noises. Everywhere. That was intense. That was. Steven, you didn't put your heart into it, but the content was pretty good. What are you talking about? That's exactly how you read that story. You, it's how you read the story, but I, I, Alex, were you intimidated? I felt like I was being read a, a story. Hey, how did you... Did you feel like you were being put to sleep or put to sleep eternally? Um, I felt like I was being put to sleep eternally in a way that I didn't want it to happen. Yeah. You know, like... It's like if I came in and... You know, started asking for your burger in a real friendly yeah. way. My tone is saying one thing. Right. It's very sociopathic. Yeah. It's very like, 
no, no, no. I'm going to finish what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I'm going to kill you. I'm going to read you this story, okay? But also, like, I'm going to do either way. Yeah. All right, Steven. I'm going to give you five points. All that. right. Just so everyone knows, my other choice was Animorphs. <laughs> but I couldn't find a, not like quote a quote that was, that. like, relevant. <laughs> <laughs> There's like little you monologues. You probably would have gotten a lot of points just for <laughs> just being, for being that so out, out of there. Left field. <laughs> oh my god! I I bought so many Animorphs books as a kid just because I liked the cover, seeing the transformation, oh, yeah. and I never read them. Oh, I, I never I read them. So many books I just like love the the cover, and I was yeah. like, oh, I gotta get the next one. This one's about a person turning into an eagle. I think... And then I look, and I'm like. The picture is enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel next, like I know what happened. Next time you go home and if you get a chance, I think you'll enjoy them because, yes, they are kids' books, but they delve into, like, there's no good guys and bad guys. Everybody's a shade of gray. Well, I watched the TV show. It is nowhere near. Like, the TV show is horrible. Uh, okay. I'm going to take away a point from that. <laughs> I'm talking, like, that slap in the face <laughs> to my childhood. Uh, I mean, I, I love the TV show, but the books are backpedal. No, no, no. There, there's so much more in the books. Like okay. the, I'm talking, like the the heroes have to make unethical decisions, and sometimes do the yerks. Sh- do they like share needles? Uh, there are like hints at drug stuff, that like biological warfare, well, yeah, drug dependencies. Turning into animals. <laughs> yeah, this is all a big bad, like a bad <laughs> trip, bad acid trip. <laughs> no, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy all it. All right, Stephen. Time to shut your mouth. You have a gun pointed at you. That's not a sound you make when you have a gun pointed at you. There you go. <laughs> that's the one. That's the sound I like from you. But you familiar you... with uh, Dave Pilkey? No. No. <laughs> oh, the oh my famed, god! I think I know what this is. The famed author of the Captain Underpants yeah. series. <laughs> I should have gone with Animorphs. Well, never trust anyone, Daniel. Especially the people you admire. Those are the ones who will make you suffer the worst blows. <laughs> I just thought that was so dark. I had that no is, idea. Is that actually a line from Captain Underpants? That's from Cat Kong. Cat Kong? Yeah. That's one of Dave Pilkey's. I think it's in the same series. I'm on goodreads.com reading this quote as I am right now. So is it just a quote or a passage that you're reading? It's a quote. Okay. From the book. The passages were... It's been said that adults spend the first two years of their children's lives... They're actually all very dark if you want to read them. Read a passage as though you're going to... Not not just a quote. I want, I want a passage. Sure. I want you to have enough time to strike fear into his heart. All right. I'll read this one for you. It's been said that adults spend the first two years of their children's lives trying to make them walk and talk and the next 16 years trying to get them to sit down and shut up (laughs) it's the same way with potty training (laughs) most adults spend the first few years of a child's life cheerfully discussing pee and poopies and how important it is to learn to put your pee pee and poo poo in the body like big people do i'm so terrified right now (laughs) but once children have mastered the art of toilet training they are immediately forbidden to ever talk about poop pee toilets Another bathroom-related subjects again. Such things are now considered rude and vulgar, are no longer rewarded with praise and cookies and juice boxes. One day, you're a superstar because you pooped in the toilet like a big boy. And the next day, you're sitting in the principal's office because you said the word poopy in American history class. 
which if you ask me, is the perfect place to say that word. That was better. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and Steven shit himself a little bit, so it's perfect. Good, good. But he's not, yeah, I no, hear that happens. But he's not going to talk about it. Well, I was going to say, I, I did that right before he went into that speech. He was like, I have a passage exactly for these kinds of situations. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give you six points for that. Good, that good. Delivered so darkly. And then you said the word poopy. I wish I didn't break, but I thought it was fun. It was a fun little passage. It was. So, final <laughs> tally, I got five points for that one thing I said that Stephen said I should get a point for, and I took liberties. Yep. Stephen got seven points. Alex, you got ten points. Congratulations. Ooh. You won for us. You're yeah. not just being nice because I'm the guest. I am. Yeah. Okay. Well. But also because you're against Stephen, and I'm never nice to Stephen. Oh, no, I uh, never win. Yeah. Never. Um, yeah. That said, the top two choices I wanted to hear from were Fifty Shades of Grey or oh Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, I, when you were like, there's something I want you to read, I was like, I bet it's a kid's book. Yeah. Which is why I went for Goodnight Moon. Green Eggs and Ham is good, though. Yeah. Green Eggs and Ham. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you ever... I remember one of my like first memories was like at a daycare, they made us Green Eggs and Ham, and I was like, Mom, it's yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that too, but they made the eggs. Uh, they made like a fried egg and or uh, sunny side up, and I like scrambled eggs, and so I oh, mine in, were totally scrambled, and I was just like, not gonna do it. And oh, then man. and then I swore off of ham for a really long time. When when is and, that book gonna be made into a movie by Universal? What Green Eggs and Ham? I hope they did Cat in the Hat. They did <laughs> The Grinch. It's kind of hard to make. An they entire movie about a guy refusing a food and then at the end he eats it. Which would be hilarious. What is that character's name? I don't think he has a name. We just know He's the just other the guy's name. Stubborn Sam. dude. Stubborn dude who won't eat green eggs and ham. Yeah. Just try it. I don't. You might like it. <laughs> you seem genuinely angry that he hasn't tried it. You never know what you like if you don't try things, guys. That's the point of this podcast. Try things. That you haven't seen before. That you haven't seen before. Or anal. Or anal. Well, Ouchie. one guy in this movie, and he didn't like that. Oh, yeah. But That's he, an interesting But he tried scene. it, and now he knows he doesn't <laughs> like it. Oh. Can't knock it till you try it. <laughs> and you, who's to say he hasn't tried giving before? Maybe he'll end up liking that if he hasn't done that. So, like, there's two sides to the anal coin. Right. Two sides to the anal coin. I don't want to know what an anal coin looks like. Yeah, I think you already know. Oh, man. And it is two-sided. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's where we uh, wrap things up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven, what do you got going on for uh, for Hyperdrive? So there's been all these interviews. Oh, wait, no. What's your pick? Oh, yeah. You oh, hey, I won. <laughs> but not really. But I do get to pick. The next pick is... Uh, signs by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan, starring Mel Gibson. I have not seen it. Michael hasn't seen it. Really? It is Correct. my favorite Shyamalan film. Yeah, that's saying very little. There's like two good ones to choose from. I think he had like four, maybe five good ones. What, Lady in the Water and the Village? Are those supposed to be decent? No. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Oh, I, I didn't like Unbreakable. I haven't seen it, but that's one that people but like. But like it's generally considered that like, here's like good, 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 good. 
sharp down t- downward but, spiral. But then he redeemed himself with Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. I can't even joke along with that. Yeah. Although I haven't seen it. Don't knock it till you Have tried you it. Have you not seen it? The Shyamalan? Yeah. No. It's you should you should go crazy. see Crazy. You should go see it while doing anal sex. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. Yeah. Two with one coin? <laughs> Kill two birds with one coin. Uh no, we're watching signs. Check it out. Uh Shyamalan film. I, it came out in like oh three, oh four. I don't know. Uh very interesting movie. Let us know what you thought about it. You can email your thoughts into FUARock at gmail.com or you can leave your thoughts on our Twitter at FUARock Podcast or, or our Facebook, Facebook.com slash from under a rock. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you have any clever opening, what, what's the, the cold open? If you have a clever cold open you want us to try, send it to us there too. And we'll try it out like we did back with the Gilmore guys. That was really fun. That was a good time. Yep. Although I failed miserably on that cold open. That was the least funny I've been. Really? I forget what mine was, but I liked it. Yeah. And that was like the first time you've been funnier than me in like history. Yeah. And we got it on record, too. <laughs> we got proof. We got proof. Uh, while you're sitting there at your computer machine, be sure to give us a good rating on iTunes if you enjoyed this. Uh, your reviews and ratings and comments really help us out. And Just to clarify, good is five. Yeah. Five stars. It's a five-star system, ladies and gents. And we look forward to reading those. Uh, And now, Alex, let us know what you're up to and what more we can see from all your your comedy stuffs. Uh, Cool. So, yeah, uh, I have those two sketch groups on YouTube right now. Um, We have a uh, monthly show at Second City if you want to come check it out. Our next one is October 15th. 13th, 15th. That sounded so confident. It was confident. I was looking at a bug on the ceiling. Whoops. And uh, their name is Space Jam. Space Jam. We nice. are the Space Jam uh, Comedy Hour. At uh, Second I think City. it would be October 14th if it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. That's right. You know more about my show than I do. <laughs> uh, we'll Wednesday put, at yeah. 8 p.m., October 14th. We'll put links to all that stuff. <laughs> In the show notes, so you can click and find yeah, it really we'll, easy. Yeah, we'll put a link to where you can get tickets. Yeah, uh, that's a good show. I just I just went to my first one of it. Oh, uh, thank you. A few weeks ago, it was a fun time. Yeah, that's... not even a few weeks. Last week. <laughs> oh, by the time they hear this, still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good. It was a good. Hey, thanks, it was a good. man. It was a good. It was, it was so a good. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good. There's there's some good. It wasn't the good, but it was a good. Can you yeah. do your Gilbert Gottfried for us? Oh my god, <clears throat> I had to scream it. Uh, Cave of Wonders. Um, uh, Sweet Caroline. <clears throat> Good enough. Nice. I'm trying. We put you on the spot there, but yeah. you did it. No, that's Talk cool. about the anal coin as Gilbert Godfrey. Anal coins. Uh, there's two sides to every anal coin. It is the, st- the stinkiest currency there is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Thanks. What uh, else do we do? I, I don't. I forget our podcast every week. It's like I, I rediscover yeah. it every time we do it. That's so. Sounds like a good yeah. marriage. In closing, this podcast <laughs> is all about sharing movies that we think you guys should have seen by now. Taking out from under the proverbial rock. We're glad we were able to de-rock you, or maybe just remind you why you love Pulp Fiction so much. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Steven Zarita at Steven Zarita on Twitter. I am Michael Ornelas at TouchButtPro on Twitter. And I'm Alex Poncio. Um, I think my Twitter is at LaPonce, L-A-P-O-N-S-S-S. And thank you for listening to From, From Under, Under a Rock. A Rock.
inward breathing? Okay. Okay, you won. It wasn't a contest. I just... I, I thought genuinely in my heart of hearts that that's what people wanted to hear. Yeah.